Tom Parry. Yes, Matthew. Tell me about the entertainment medium known as video games. Well, it's a bit hit and miss. There's a really? lot of stuff to enjoy there. But uh, just lately, I'm starting to feel there's a lot of stuff that I just couldn't be bothered with. Okay, so you're saying we should have ended at Pong. <laughs> right oh, let's no, get into not it. Quite. It's Tom and Matt Attack. That's in direct response to watching you play Anthem the other day. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Me thinking, hmm, isn't this just destiny? Go on, what do you have to say about <laughs> that? <laughs> okay, that's, that's called passing the ball. Um, no, so I've been playing a bit of a bit of Anthem. Uh, I'm going to tell everybody, yeah, about how a, difficult it was. A wonderful, wonderful process of getting into that game that involved several hours of me faffing about with customer service and email addresses and pre-orders so right so if i would have pre-ordered from either the origin store or from or if i was a part of ea access on the xbox or if i would have bought it from the psn store i think it would have been fine but i was like okay i'm going to buy this game from amazon i'm going to pre-order it so we won't take my money so i can figure out via this vip demo that is currently running at the time of recording if or not, I'm going to buy Anthem. I like Bioware. I like Destiny. This seemed like the perfect marriage of those two worlds. It was like the movie, uh, The Parent Trap. It was like I was going conniving and going, oh, I'm going to get my two favorite things back yeah. together. I'm going to get the story of Bioware okay. uh, as my daddy. So and you I'm going to get Destiny as my mum. If it can tell a good story, it will be better than Destiny because Destiny didn't succeed in really telling a great story, I didn't think. What do you mean? I think those grimoire cards are <laughs> perhaps the highlight of my 2015. No, I, I was like, okay, I have high hopes for this game potentially. It looks quite cool of what they've shown from it from E3. Let's have a look-see. So mm. I pre-ordered it on Amazon, as I said, tepidly, got a code, put that code in the EA thing rather than just downloading the demo from PSN like you would usually with a pre-order code. And I was like, okay, this doesn't seem to work. And then I realized, oh, I need to go on EA's website, enter this code and link my account. And I was like, okay, I can do that. So I went in, created an account because I couldn't remember my old EA account things. Uh, entered the code. It was like, right, cool. You're all set. Go play the game. Log into your EA account via the game and then you'll be fine. And then I just kept getting a notification after the ridiculous download time going, oh, I'm sorry, but you are not, po it's not potential for you to play the VIP demo this weekend. Join next week for the free mm. open play. I was like, no, I just want to, I want to play the game. I just pre-ordered it. Okay. And so I faffed about, I figured out what my old, what email address my old EA account was on. And turns out I don't have access to that email address anymore. So I was like, oh, great. This is not good. So I, I got in queue with their customer service after trying to recover that email address and failing. And waited, I think, about 45 to 50 minutes was the estimated waiting time. Talked to a lovely person. Their customer service was fine. Uh, got the game added to my... Got the accounts linked. Got the game added then so I had access. Signed in. 
uh, took a few couple of tries with this whole, hey, there's a server overload to actually get into the game. Mm. I was like, right, okay, cool. First thing I noticed, my PS4 just sounds like a small jet is taking off under my television. I was like, oh, this isn't good. And I was in a really weird, janky first-person mode. And I was like, okay, this is a bit strange. It feels exactly like, for those of you familiar with the trailer, that there was like a... It's like your face is the camera. I know I'm explaining how first-person games work, but there was there was not that feeling of space you usually mm. get in a first-person world. So it's like, okay, this is very strange. It feels like that E3 trailer is a direct one-to-one of us in the game, which is a good thing, but it felt a bit jarring. I walked around this world, was introduced to a couple of characters that I was expected to have known uh, because the game starts you off at level 10, so I guess all the tutorial stuff has skipped wherever I got to know these characters. Um, walked around an area that was pretty much the tower from Destiny, managed to figure out how to get to my javelin, which is your big Spartan suit. Uh, and then javelin. Went, yeah, then it, went down we'll onto the world. We'll begin with the terminology. Yes. Okay, fair enough. Um, and I, I fought a load of things. Uh, I shot them with my guns. Feels very much like Mass Effect, as one might expect uh-huh. from a Bioware game. And no bad thing. No, not a bad thing necessarily. The guns don't necessarily have the same weight, I would mm. say, as a Destiny does. Obviously, if you're going toe to toe with Bungie on shooting, Bioware yeah. has obviously been story focused. Thing Destiny did very well. Yes. was that shooting. And is a damned playable first person shooter. Mm. And so. We went from there, and uh, I was playing with one of my friends. We went from there. I, I, he left. I joined another mission with a load of random people, uh, and it was a boss mission. I was like, okay, so I flew around the world. It's very nice. You not only have you got like double jumps and dashes like you do in Destiny yeah. in this third person environment, you can also click in the left stick to initiate flying. So you can literally fly and hover, and you can do aerial combat. And there's a nice verticality to it. And essentially what someone I was talking to described this as was Iron Man of the game, because you are in essentially what is Iron Man armor. You Even the way you get into it is almost like Tony Stark-like. And you fly around, you shoot things. It's like, okay, this feels very good. However, this is when I got to the boss with a load of random people. Uh, it began to fall apart a bit because it was just this giant bullet spongy boss with waves and waves of respawning enemies. Uh, that felt like I should have had a, a tight-knit community of people with me and going, okay. hey, we should all uh, know our position, we should all be on point, yep. there should be someone on ad duty. It gave me that Destiny feel of like, okay, this game does have depth. But playing that with random people was very frustrating. So was there any special technique you need to use to defeat this? Uh, weak point, no. so to speak? Uh, I, the special technique we used was me and one guy were perseverant enough to keep on going. Two people yeah. dropped out and then two people yeah. of higher level joined in and then we beat the boss easily. Ah, okay. Um, yeah, it turns out you can't change your weapons okay. in the middle of combat. So you can't just... Ooh. Opening a quality street, Tom Parry, doing a podcast well, recording is going to be a questionable thing. Yeah, but I'm doing it like underneath the table. Oh, Tom Parry, this is how much underneath the ta- underneath the table. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Can uh, you hear that? Clearly, Pro- probably not. I c- I can see the microphone things going up, Tom Parry. All right. Oh, anyways, see you there, and you've got all of the all of the weapons that you're picking up during the mission, and it's just coming up the same way it does in Destiny. Where it's like common item, uncommon item. 
but you can't actually equip them. And I was like, well, the weapon I have is probably garbage and way too low level for this boss. Maybe I should change my weapon and try and change up my tactics, same way I would in Destiny. Can't do that. So the four of us were there with our basic machine guns trying to kill this thing, failing horribly until two higher player, higher level players joined in. And it was a bit frustrating. I was like, okay, I'm going to play one more mission, see how that goes. And I did. And I was like, okay, I think this game's all right, but I don't know if I'm going to buy into it at launch. From what I played, I wasn't blown away, but... There's more RPG aspect to this than Destiny, yes? Yeah. There's more exploration, it's not all about shooting, because all I play with it was all shooting. Uh, I mean, there's probably as much, hey, walk you, talk to this person, as there is in Destiny. Yeah. I don't think there's going to be really an engrossing in-depth story. It just story. seemed really close to Destiny, and all the terminology as well, it touched upon it there with the javelin. Who are these guys? The freelancers. Yeah. They're guardians. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, or Spartans. And who are the enemies? Uh, I don't know. The Wombles. The Wombles, yeah. We had this conversation <laughs> where it's, you know, it's the Fallen, the Covenant, and it's probably the Wombles. Or the Woozles. Uh, or, or the, the Woozles, or whoever, or the goodies. <laughs> um, it, it all depends on where you're coming from with this, but it, I don't know, man. Even I'm, the way that the, the, the uh, hit points sort of sprayed off enemies... Destiny. I mean, that's part of the oh, course yeah. in any game like this, though. That's just yeah. from Borderlands. You can't really okay. be mad at the game for that. Okay. And it's got a lot of Borderlands-style, hey, we're going to randomly generate your stats on these weaponry. It, it's got things. pogo feet. Yeah, it does. It's the uh, Your, your uh, javelin armor has like those uh, kangaroo boot things, yes. if you remember those. I, I remember them from uh, maybe uh, record breakers. I don't know if someone's doing a record on kangaroo boots or something. I have no idea what you're talking record about. Record breakers. No. Do you ever watch that? Don't know what that is. That's a kid's show where they break records. Okay. <laughs> no, no, not real records. Guinness World Records. Yes. I don't mean like not vinyl like albums. records. Yeah, no, I got you, Tom. Don't worry. <laughs> um, no, I. it's just, yeah, you can double jump and you can do all these other things. I just, I don't know. It feels... The first person stuff feels very clunky. It's not actually like the tower either in that it's more like the division where so you, that bit's first person. That bit's first person. The bit person, where you're not actually shooting. The bit where you're not actually so shooting. So it's the opposite of Destiny. Ah, uh, yeah, I guess so. Person. Yeah, you're right. Oh my god, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, it is. But there's no players there with you. You are just no. in that story bit, much like you are in Division on your own. And you can dance. Uh, no, you can emote, but I don't which think is you dancing. Can dan well, no, it's more pointing. And oh, which, well, I just wait till they add the yet. dancers. Yeah, I'm sure they'll be know. there. But it's it, very hip nowadays. It was all very... Mm, I don't know. I, I I don't think... I'm not sure what I was expecting. I should have just been expecting Mass Effect, but I was expecting mm. the, the combat to feel a bit better. The okay. flying feels great, but I'm not sold on the combat. And lots of triangles. Lots of triangles. I mean, much like there are loads of hexes in Destiny. It, it takes a lot of cues from games that have come before it, which is understandable, they are very big loot shooters that have a devoted following, and I imagine EA is probably looking to poach some of those players. I'm imagining so, you know. Yeah, yeah. That, that being said, I don't know, like I said... Is there room for another one of these? I mean, I, I think there is. Yeah. I mean, I absolutely think there is, because a lot of people fell off Destiny. There's there's some Monster Hunter-style elements to it as well, I think, in that you when you kill enemies, you pick up crafting items and you can use those to craft gear too. but it's nothing we haven't already seen to me 
I mean, no, I, I think it's just a combination of elements we've already yeah. seen. There's nothing, yeah. like, mind-blowing there that I'm like, wow, this is really a game-changer. Yeah. I don't know. I'll see. I, I probably won't pick it up at launch. Mm. But there you Maybe go. if it has some sort of... Actually, saying that, Destiny's got some sort of medieval-type aspects to it, isn't it? Some of the more... Uh, Vintage looking armors and flags and oh, banners. I'm sure and they'll such. just be that in you, though. It's just visual yeah. aesthetics. I was just about to say about all these uh, uh, technological suits, you know. Yeah. Uh, these are very popular, aren't they? Yes, nowadays, they are. In movies and games, and we've seen a billion people in these uh, mech suits over the years. And to me, that kind of uh, design uh, stuff. Sorry, I don't know what words to say today. But uh, those design elements, shall I say, have been yeah. seen so many times and they're getting a bit stale for That's me. That's fair. I mean, I, I'd like to see something fresh. Uh, Borderlands, I guess, was pretty fresh when that came out. But this is trying to be one of them really nice-looking games, isn't it? Following yes, it is. something like Destiny. Yeah, but that, that also comes then, it hitches to the frame rate. There were times where we were in combat and there was lots of stuff going on. And four of us were wailing on all of these NPCs, and they were just really slow yeah. down, like jittery slow down. Yeah, drop into about ten frames per second. This is really yeah, felt I, disorientated. I do remember Destiny being a little criticised because its visuals are a little last gen because it was the original was made, you know, to, to cross over, to cross yeah. over to both platforms. Then Destiny Two took that framework and maybe improved on it a little bit, but Destiny 2 maybe not going to be like win Game of the Year for visuals, whereas is Anthem trying to be an incredibly good-looking game, do you think, I at, think the, at the um, expense of its speed? and? I mean, potentially. I think it's also just, hey, there's a lot of people on these servers at launch, mm. and maybe that's got something to do with it as well. Mm. You don't think it's overly ambitious in the graphics department? Then? Potentially. I mean, BioWare's 10... Bioware games tend to be. I mean, look at like Knights of the Old Republic. It yeah. wasn't without its hitchiness back and, in the day. Same with Mass Effect. Mm. I wasn't saying Destiny 2 is a bad looking game at all because it is very nice. Mm -hmm. But you reach a point where what more can you do? What more bells and whistles can you uh, stick on it, I suppose? I think so. Mm. I mean, I mean, Destiny has got that bungee flair. It looks very stylistic, mm. but... I think that's what they use to get around the fact of like, hey, we shouldn't make these things overly detailed or have high-res textures or whatever because if you do that, you're going to suffer when it actually comes to the gameplay and that's the important bit. Yeah, exactly. And uh, going back to Halo, Halo was a nice-looking uh, game. It, it, it worked with the limitations of the original Xbox. And I'm just commenting on that because when those uh, remasters came out and they added mm -hmm. all those extra textures into um, Halo, it took away. And we probably talked about this in the podcast, yeah, but did. it took away from that aesthetic they'd created, I thought. And sometimes I'd like to play with the original graphics because somehow they worked better. Oh, I don't like as, that. As okay as it looks, it's like all that detail didn't seem quite right for me in Halo. Halo has a very specific design. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. And it was designed to look like that. When you take that away, it loses some of its flair. But some of those colours and some of those items... Some like, of it looks know, a lot better in the remastered one. Yeah, but there's does. certain parts of it which which I think it's overkill in the remastered one, you know. Yeah, that's fair. Plastering walls with textures and yeah, things. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Like, it's too much. I guess it's just the modern expectation of what people expect from a video game. Especially That's if, you right, know, yeah, you yeah. started in Halo 4 or Halo 5 
and you don't have that nostalgia for yeah. Halo 1, 2, or 3, then yeah. maybe that's... I mean, a great example right now is Resident Evil 2, which is living up to modern expectations Yeah, but that's a, a complete remake from the ground up. Though, yeah, don't absolutely. I'm not comparing it directly to that. I'm just saying it's a game that is made to fit in with the games of now and how they look. But even so, more so with that, I think maybe how it plays also has changed slightly. Obviously, it, it, it has with the Resident Evil 4 uh, type handling. No, it plays more so, like it's got more in common with Resident Evil 7 than 4, I would even say. Yes, yeah, over the shoulder, but like mm. they've got a lot of quality and life yeah. improvements from 7 in there. I don't think it's fair to compare them. No, I mean, no, I'm just saying it's, it's interesting to see yeah. now companies deciding to bring back games and update them. Uh, so they fit in with modern games. Yeah, there's that. It, we talked about it the other day. There's an era of games which are sort of timeless. Yeah, like Super Nintendo, for example. Yeah, pixel you know, art pixel art it, it ages very well. Whereas games of the 64 PS One generation, yeah. and to some extent, even the original Xbox. You know, I don't yeah. think that's a great example because there are some very good looking original Xbox games. But even when you went to 128 bit kind of area, yeah. Um, it's not what people expect nowadays. No, of course because not. Because games mean, have just got so good looking, haven't they, really? Yeah, but it, it's also how they control. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, like pressing up and down on a D-pad is never going to change. Tank controls mm. in something like Resident Evil feels horrible now. I've heard that actually a lot of people complaining about Onimusha. Even though you can play with an updated control scheme, you're kind of forced to play with the tank controls otherwise it doesn't really feel right and then it's not yeah. a very enjoyable are we going to see many more games that are just re-released as were because onamusha can't have aged that well i think onamusha is there to see if people care about onamusha i think maybe it's a hint that capcom is looking at what other classic games it developed from the playstation 1 playstation 2 and can bring out i wouldn't be surprised if we see nemesis in the next couple of months announced i think so with the popularity of two it seems Inevitable. Inevitable. Also, the fact that a large majority of that game takes place in the same area as the Resident Evil. You can does. reuse assets. You and can. Such. Yeah. I think this game, Resident Evil Two Remake, was in development around the same time as Resident Evil Seven. I, I, yes, it was. Yeah, so it wasn't like it came after Seven. It was very much done in tandem with Seven. So yeah, it retains a lot of things from mm -hmm. each other. Yes. They do. I'm very curious to play 7, actually. I really, really want to play 2. I, If I was about next week, I think I'd pick up 2, but I've just got too much stuff going on. Mm. So it goes. I can wait for 2. I'm not in a rush to play it, but as we talked about last, not last week, but last podcast, that demo was great, and I really enjoyed it. And uh, yeah, I'd like to play more. That game... Like I said, certainly holds a special place in my heart. And chatting to people I played that original game with, God, almost 20 years ago now, if not more, maybe, geez, 1998. So yeah, 21 years ago I played that game. And it was fucking glorious. It's very nostalgic for a lot of people, isn't it? Yeah. And um, people will buy it who maybe didn't buy Seven. It kind of makes me laugh a little bit that... The Resident Evil 2 remake was announced and has come out af uh, before the Final Fantasy 7 one. <laughs> yeah, what are they doing that Final Fantasy 7 no game? I have no idea. I think, think this just proves, hey, if you just modernise the game that people love, then people will be happy with that. Yeah, you, you think that 7's going to look like the the greatest thing ever created. I think Final Fantasy 7 remake is going to play like Final Fantasy 15, and that's not necessarily what I want. Oh, so, no, no, no. You have to... Have the best of both worlds. You do. And I think Resident Evil 2 proves it. Great. Yeah. Updated controls. Still the same aesthetic. It's not first person like mm. 7 was mm. or anything like that. 
they kept yeah. it true to the original. Despite Good. neither was actually having owning the game, but I think it was important <sighs> to mention it this time round because hey it's man, very current. I, I don't think we're far off the course. Like playing that thirty minute demo that you played and watching you play that, I'm I'm very interested. And everyone I've talked to has been super positive about how true oh, yeah. that game is. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also doing new stuff with it, but yeah. staying true to the source material. So I can't wait to play it. So uh, how how is the latest Dragon Quest you've been playing? Oh boy. Right then, um, Dragon Quest Eleven. Oh God, what the hell is the subtitle? Quest for the Illusory Age, I want to say. No, is that no that's eight. Is it? Cursed King is the one on the PlayStation 2. Ah, oh, damn. Um, oh, God. Which this game sort of looks like. Uh, I mean, any Dragon Quest game looks the same. Man. Any 3D. Well, that was the first and one that was no, like, it wasn't. 3D, no? No, the ones on the PlayStation are also 3D. But not in the same not way. Not in the same way, obviously, because it's a yeah, PlayStation. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I'm but... saying this, to me, looks like that PS2 game just looked really sharp and lots <sighs> of nice textures. Yeah, so. but that, I think that's just part of the course of hmm. that style That's the template now for the Dragon Quest games yeah yeah is um, it is it the next one after that or has it been some in between I, i'm totally there ha- right so that one like i said was the speed. Eight. that was eight um, that we were talking about cursed king yes. ps2 cursed king on the ps2 was number eight. bandana man bandana man uh then you've got uh nine uh which was a ds game which ah. was all about you customizing your character to your own thing and so it wasn't like a main protagonist so there wasn't a bandana man because you made bandana man Mm, mm. then you've got 10 which is the online one which never came out in the west and then you have dragon quest 11 echoes of an elusive Ah, age i wasn't that far off yeah Um, so right up to speed now with yeah uh this game has recently just been announced for the switch uh it was announced for the switch a couple of months ago before the ps4 one even came out in japan uh, working well on the switch uh, because the producer was asked about it and he said uh he said oh yeah of course we're working on switch version and then he had to backpedal that in a later interview and said uh some some men in a boardroom somewhere uh-huh. are arguing over the particulars around yeah. that. Mm. And so it was just like, hey, he's probably been told off, but he's like, of course, it's coming the fucking Switch. It's the biggest console in Japan. And the Final Fantasy, uh, Final Fantasy <laughs> Dragon Quest Ten is already on the Switch, the online game and yeah. all its expansion. Yeah, yeah, uh, I'm really enjoying it. Uh, it's, it's a good, wholesome JRPG. I think the game looks nice enough, even though it is quite bland in some areas that i've enjoyed playing it at first i was a bit unsure because the combat system seemed to be randomized and i was like oh no i just want this turn-based like this would be so much easier if this was turn-based it's trying to be final fantasy 15 a little bit in that i can't control any of my party and then i realized oh actually if i go into my tactics i can just make it turn-based again which makes it feel a little bit more like final fantasy 12 in some respects Mm. It's not real time in the way that game is, but at least you can move around the battlefield and attack people from behind and stuff. Yeah, it's pretty fun. It's done some things with the story. I'm about seven hours in that were unexpected, and uh, there was one particular case where the game led me one way and then completely played with my expectations in a way that made me say, "Oh shit, this isn't going to be the usual story." So it's got me intrigued enough to play more. That's great. That's what you want from an RPG, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, and you I mean... You want to be surprised by the story and you don't want something you've already 
played through. Or just something I don't really feel anything for. Like, this is my first time, I think, playing a major Dragon Quest game. I played uh, Cursed King on PS2 for a little bit, but I never really stuck with it. Mm. I played uh, 9 as well on the DS, and I fell off it pretty much immediately. Mm. Will you fall off this, though? I mean, what are you, six, seven hours in? I think, I don't think I will. Um, I'm looking forward to actually, I'm renting this copy from the library, but I'm looking forward to actually buying it come to pay day and then Mm. getting stuck into it. I also really like that it's quite laid back. Um, yeah, I liked watching you play it. Yeah. And it, I love the monster designs, which I imagine you're going to talk about. Absolutely. Like, the aesthetics of it is great. Like, my my only real ties to the Dragon Quest series are Dragon Warrior Monsters on the Game mm. Boy Color. Um, mm. I was a huge Pokemon fan, and then Dragon Warrior Monsters came Never out. Never played it. I think I'd probably like that. I love that game a lot. Yeah. You should check it out. Mm. It's very good. Um, that came out, and I was like, oh, wow, this, is a, this seems like a pretty good game. And then I fell in love with it. Yeah. And there's a lot of things that obviously transfer over from that series that it's a spin-off like there's a lot of monster design and stuff and i'm seeing just even how like slimes and batties are rendered in this world and i'm like wow once we get into like the weird uh like stalfos nice looking things there's gonna be some real cool visuals Bongo, in this Drongos, game. they were fun yeah just a, a man with a giant um tango drum yeah yeah with, uh, a, face with a face on it that looked really evil um he sort of looked like crossing piccolo mr popo yeah but i mean uh, that's the thing right <laughs> of For course and that's good and that, I, I, like I like that i like how he's got that style that he can so it's like uh, create a wrestler mode so mm-hmm. <laughs> he takes those elements that he's been known for and combines them in different ways and yeah. everything just looks like it's his mm-hmm. so he i think he's a very uh, special uh, artist in the, the, that area yeah. the medium of manga and uh, game character design i think so too uh the one thing i'm not really that sold on is the voice acting uh, as you can imagine with a game that's kind of got a medieval vibe everyone is cold blimey governor english and crikey crikey someone said don't get your knickers in a twist earlier and i was like oh no what are you doing and i was like oh god there's got to be a way for me to play because what would you prefer i would just like japanese voices okay honestly like i'd be totally happy with that and then because i'm all right with that i mean yeah i hate it it's my one pet peeve to be honest i think it gives them a bit of personality i hate it could you expect maybe regular american voice actors which would have been fine but anything but that no, it gives you like a different thing because okay. you don't play JRPGs all the do fucking they, time. Do, do they do that a lot then? Every British. single JRPG I've played in the last 10 years has had English, like, Core Blimey mm. Governor voice acting. Okay. It does my Now, I do editing. think there's a bit of it in Xenoblade Chronicles. There's a bit of it in Xenoblade Chronicles. Uh, last Story, no? All of, like, Bravely Default, yeah. Last Story. Um, what was the. Oh God, like Last Remnants got any JRPG in the last 10 years. I mean, even Final Fantasy XV is guilty of having like, oh, I think the oh new we're Xenoblade all very well, well spoken and English. Least and then you got the Cockney for contrast. And it's like, oh my. I hate it. It does my head in. It's my one like trope of JRPGs in current times that I could do without. Oh, keep your air on, Matthew. Oh, you think of that chicken chaser. I think they just all played Fable and got really inspired. It does my head in. Anyways. Just a new trend. Oh. You know, we've had years of uh, American voiceover. Let's have some British ones for yeah, a but bit. Like I said, man, this has been around for about 10 years now. It's yeah. doing my head well, in. Well, it is very specific, I have to admit, in the fact that it's regional dialects. Well, 
particular regional dialects, so do you get any sort of Liverpudlians in there? Or, no, of course you um, don't, because they don't care about well, that. Well, we got Scottish. No, Scottish. You might great, get a Scotsman, oh, uh, or you Irish. might get an Irish person. You're never going to get a Welsh person in these games. I, I, I was about to say, Matthew, Welsh, but are you do? I mean, even Nino, Nino Cooney. Cooney. But like, that that's because Welsh. that's a conscious choice because Miyazaki's inspired by a lot of Welsh things. What's that character's name, Matthew? His name is Mr. Drippy. I was going to go into Welsh and decided not to. Good boy. Not, <laughs> Anyways. Let's get off the topic. Like it, it frustrates the fuck out of me. There's not a Japanese voice act. There's not Japanese voice acting though. And nowadays you tend to expect that, don't you, to have a Japanese voice track. A lot you of do. games boldly state, "Oh, it's got the Japanese as well." Like even fighting games like Dragon Ball Z Fighters or whatever mm-hmm. the hell it's called. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, Persona Five did last year. Played through Persona Five with mm. Japanese VO. It was really well done. It's not to say that the voice acting in this game is bad by any stretch. It's mm. just my particular pet mm. peeve. It, there are certain games which I like to have in Japanese. So Calibur, because So Calibur, yeah. the one I played in the Dreamcast, was in Japanese. Okay. It's weird it not being Japanese. You get used yeah. to the voices, don't you? And you? It's also odd when you hear people say things in English when they're attacking, like, I'll kick you and take that. Yeah. And in Japanese, they just sound like noises because I don't know the language. So yeah. it's... It's fine. I wonder if I did know Japanese, if I might have the same uh, feelings about that. I don't think you would, because I think it would be a lot more nuanced. Yeah. Um, I listened to a podcast, great podcast called Eight Four Play. Uh, I assume if you're listening to this, you probably are aware of that podcast. But it's uh, a bunch of translators in Japan, and they keep talking about their pet peeves with translation in video games. They mm. they do a lot of bigger games like Xenoblade and uh, Monster Hunter and this kind of thing. Nia they did in English. They they talk about how all of these like lines like "Come get some" and whatever are just because the people who are deciding are native Japanese speakers and they've heard that before and they think that's a cool thing and that's why you see. Uh, and if you, you directly translate things. it. Then yeah. Well, if you direct, they don't directly translate it. They're just no. like, okay, something that like is an angry taunt, and then they just yeah. use a stock VO line. Yeah, it's a bit of a shame. But there's no Japanese voiceover. Uh, actually, the orchestral track has been removed for this version of the game as well. And it's it's just a synthesized one. Orchestral. I'm okay with it. Certain things sound more synthesized than other things. Yes, like they certain do. instruments. I, yes. I think, but. Uh, Sounds pretty good. Yeah, but that's just a weird thing with the composer that he he's got weird rights around those games. But there we go. Uh, it's got a nice epic soundtrack. It makes you feel like you're on an epic adventure. I, it I does. It's, it's I'm quite not... jaunty in places. Another thing I like about the game, watching you play, is it's very colourful. Yes. You know, it's bright. And on a dreary day like today, you said it yourself, playing that in bathing sunshine yeah. is quite quite. It's nice. a beautiful contrast running around yeah. a beach and then... <laughs> It being very grey outside your demo. Because is it a game that ever looks very bleak? Are there any grey areas in there? And... Not running. T- well, I've been in a. You get thrown in a dungeon oh, very okay. early that's on in that game, gray. and that's rather grey. But I mean, it's a colourful game. Uh, it's going to make you feel good. Yeah, if a lot, it's a dreary day outside. A lot of variety to a lot yeah. to explore and find, which is what I've been doing. There's a, a fun-sized forge as well for making your own armor. So I I've like been that. wandering around. Fun-sized forge. Yeah. yeah, it's good. Want one for Christmas? No. <laughs> Would you use it though, Tom Parry? You got to clean it and walk it every day. Uh, walk See? a forge. Yeah, I don't know. It's just like dogs in it. <laughs> Anyways, what have you been playing, Tom Parry? That's a great question, Matthew. Because I was trying to think about this before the podcast. <laughs> I, I the other night I played a bit of King of Fighters two thousand. Okay. Because I wanted to play a game, and I'm very comfortable playing King of Fighters or fighting games in general. So 
had a lot of fun with that. Right. Not having properly played the King of Fighters for a while. That's a particularly good one. If you want one uh, for your PlayStation 4, mm-hmm. it's quite affordable. Uh, you can download it's PS2 version of the game. Uh, I would recommend that one. It's very good. You can download others, of course. Pretty much all of them now. You can... Uh, download the the collection of uh, 94, 95, 96, 97, 98 uh, over Christmas. 99, 100? No, no, 99. No, I um, know, and then it's 2000. I'm um, aware. Yeah, 99 is not available for download. Oh, it is. It is available for download. Sorry. Uh, I was remember 99 is one you couldn't get on the PS2. Okay. In, in Europe. Yeah. Anyway. Well, it's 2000, 2001, right? Yeah, you got that double packed, but yeah. they weren't packaged together in Japan like that. They were individual releases. Yes. They just missed out 99. And then 99's got that version on the Dreamcast that's got 3D backgrounds, I think. Yeah. So has 98 on Dream Match. It's, it's interesting, the King of Fighters games, and I found myself getting back into them as of yeah. late and trying to think about, ooh, what if I get all of them on PS2? I can probably do that, but... Don't know if I, if I need to exactly because the only one I'm really missing is 99 and 2002, and 2002 Ultimate Match yeah. is the, probably the one to get. That was a Japanese exclusive because it had loads more characters in it. Yeah, it's an expensive um, game now. Forty pounds if you want to import it off eBay. There seems to be the going rate for it. Well, fortunately for you, I'll have a look for you when I'm in Japan next because. In my experience, eBay prices versus actual reality, especially for a wondering. popular game, yeah, is not that high. Mm. So that's the that's the uh, 2002 Ultimate Match. Also, the Nests uh, collection, which the Nests was a storyline when they introduced that character K Dash, who I think is a clone of Kyo. Okay, you know, there's a lot of uh, backstory in King of Fighters. Yes, there is a but, lot of convoluted uh, lore. It's a it's a great series. Even the latest one was quite a lot of fun. So. I do enjoy myself some King of Fighters, and I've been jumping back into that. Still playing Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu. Yeah. I, what have we got? Six badges, coming up to seven. Yeah. Somehow, I, I think I've said this, I missed uh, Saffron, Gym Lead. I, I haven't progressed a lot in my gaming since, uh, no, we, last since we last spoke. spoke unfortunately. Uh, I have picked up some games, however, but they're all getting delivered to the UK. Okay. So I haven't been able to play them, but I can... Uh, give you a update here um what have we got i'll show you a picture of this is super nintendo game i found called astro gogo it's a little similar to f-zero x actually okay uh but what attracted me to it was it's fantastic cover if you've ever seen that game no i'm not that looks pretty uh, I'm sweet i'm showing matt a very uh, colorful uh video game with some very stylized characters driving uh, f-zero type vehicles oh, that's cool yeah it's quite nice looking game uh what else did we get recently uh dracula unleashed which is a fmv adventure game it was released on the mega cd but the mega cd uh version is quite expensive now yeah it? it's very affordable on PC, but it's an interactive horror movie. It's meant to be very uh, successful in doing what it sets out to do. Okay, interesting. Uh, so I'm always interested in FMV-based games. Yes. And that's uh, that's a good one. It's uh, from the creators of Sherlock Holmes Consulting Detective. Oh, really? Okay, yeah. I remember that game. So that should be a bit of fun, interactive horror movie. I got uh, Adama, or Dama. Adama, the GameCube game? Yes, with the, with microphone, the microphone and everything. I've long been curious about trying that. I hear it's very hard and the microphone doesn't necessarily work very well. 
I thought it was something a bit different. Yeah. And I'm looking for different experiences and ones that are more pick up and play Fair enough. in general. V Rally 3, not very exciting. Just didn't have a rally game on the GameCube. Thought oh, I'd okay. try out V Rally 3. Uh, Heroes of the Pacific for PS2. Wanted a, a World War type uh, flight game. Yeah, I know the one. I've, yeah. I've got it in my head, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, well, that's uh, that's about it, really. I'm trying to think if I've downloaded anything. Um, oh, yeah, I played Earth Defense Force. Oh, uh, yeah. 4.1. Uh, 5 has been released now, of course, but 4.1 um, was on offer the other week. So for those unfamiliar with Earth Defense Force, you play uh, a trooper who uh, there's an alien attack. Uh, the most famous one would probably be the giant insects. Yes. Uh, giant ants. And the game's known for having lots of enemies on screen and being yes. very chaotic and silly. You shoot silly. them and it looks like Splatoon because there's like goo uh, flying everywhere. It's not as much goo as you might think, actually. No. In it. It's just like body parts. Of the enemies sort of lie around in the uh, level. They don't just disappear, I don't think. Yeah. Or it takes them a while to. Uh, but it's very silly and there's lots of silly voice acting. It's like a B-movie, monster movie type mm-hmm. thing. I have to say this PS4 one, Gameplay seems very similar to the yeah. PS2 one I played previously, although you've got a lot more sort of uh, units that you can control. You've got um, the regular Marine, and you've got ones that can fly around with jetpacks. You've yeah. got big armoured ones. I didn't see the advantage of playing as the, the huge armoured sort of mech-type character. Very slow weapons, to, very slow to fire yeah. as well. So uh, I, I've had much more success as a Marine, but ah. to get all the different medals on the level, you've got to complete them as all the different oh, okay. uh, unit types. I assume perhaps there's there's things later in the game where, yes, you'll be slow, but yeah, having that extra health... It might help. Uh, at the beginning of the game, though, it doesn't seem to be much point in using no. certain characters other than to get the medal mm-hmm. for it. I uh, hear the paratroopers or the aerial troopers or something yeah. are apparently the best ones. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. You know, for ease of manoeuvrability mm-hmm. and all this. I also played Fighter EX Layer. Yeah. We haven't talked about it yet, I don't think. I think we talked... Oh, no, we didn't talk about it on last week's podcast. No, nope, we didn't. It's a good fighter. Or did we? I'm pretty no, sure we did. We didn't do it. We didn't no, we didn't it. do a podcast last week, but I mean the one before when we talked about Resident I hadn't played it. I only played it last week. Oh, I'm pretty sure you did. Nah, 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 nah. Okay. I played it briefly for about a few seconds and said, that's all right. And then yeah. you commented, is that all you're going to do? You just bought a game. You played it for like... I said, I'll play it a bit more next week. Yeah. I did. Uh, played through the arcade mode a couple of times. As standard, it's got a different input method than most 2D style fighters, where you, uh, it's called a simplified uh, move input or something like yeah. that. Or progressive. So to do a fireball, for example, or something, you press back and then forward. Okay. Or just forward and uh, a button, I think. Yeah. And actually, it makes it feel a bit different, and I quite like that. Okay. Um, and I didn't find, once you get used to it, it's fine. Even yeah. if you're used to doing quarter so it's more like Mortal Kombat then. Yeah, you could say that. The gameplay feels a little bit more, a uh, bit slower okay. than a lot. Feels a little bit more methodical. Strategy uh, is involved. Yes. More so than some fighting games where you just slam buttons. I have read recently you can just hit buttons and things happen, but I found myself playing it in a more like Virtua Fighter type way. Okay. Uh, dodging kind of working out how best to go in not just going in and destroying your opponent outright yeah. it's sort of a lot of back and forth a lot of blocking a lot of clever tactics 
it's um, it's very good, I'd say. And I think okay. if you're a fighting fan, you should definitely check it out. There is a free version of it, right? And no, it's not free. There's two versions. There's a light version and a, like, a full version. Yeah. As far as I know, the full version only includes one extra playable character. I think they have plans to release more in the future. And if you buy that version... You'll get all those. I think you also get a lot more of the arts things. I can't remember what they're called. Yeah, like the jewels in Tekken. You Cross can customise your characters to have certain abilities. And once you reach a criteria in the match, say you use a move a lot, yeah. your move will then power up. Mm-hmm. So there's a whole other level to playing it. Other, or other layer. Oh, an extra layer. And uh, I didn't know about this till I looked it up, but there is a previous installment in this series, which yeah. was only released in the arcades. Mm-hmm. It's called Fighting Layer EX. Yes. The last one just called Fighting Layer, yeah. funnily enough. Okay. Uh, games never been ported to any consoles or anything, but mm-hmm. I, I imagine it's a similar, Probably. similar thing. And these characters, of course, first appeared in Street Fighter EX. Didn't they appear in another game before that, and then they appeared in oh, Street Fighter EX? I could be mistaken, but my first exposure to them was in the X Plus Alpha for... Is it EX Plus Alpha? Yes. On PS1, and then EX2. I don't know if that's a subtitle. Uh, I don't know. Um, I think it's just EX2 and the... And then EX3, which a lot of yeah. people don't like on the PS2. I thought it was okay, but... I thought it was all right, too. Yeah. Um, Oh boy, I want to. It's got a bit of a history behind it. I also think the same company created Fighter Maker for the PS1, which was a game I used to have a long time ago. Very customizable, of course, as the title suggests. You could create your own fighters and uh, and and more. You know, yeah. there was quite a lot to that game. But in the end, I thought it was an overly simplistic fighter, and I probably didn't, you know, give it enough time to be honest before I parted ways with Fighter Maker which is probably a very expensive and collectible game nowadays but I mean most of them have I got rid of a few at the time I got rid of Darkstalkers 3 yeah I got rid of both Street Fighter collections for PS1 because why bother having them when you've got them on the Saturn you know and the Saturn versions are a little faster and less drop frames and you know generally play better that's fair so yeah Playing Pokemon, I told you that, didn't I? You did, yeah. I mean, there's not much else I've been playing, honestly, unless you can remember watching me play anything. My mind is drawn a bit of a blank. Not off the top of my head. No, I, I did download the Katamari Demacy Reroll uh, demo. Yeah. Uh, I really wanted to play it, and rather than just buy it outright, I thought, well, I'll just download the demo so I can play a little bit of it. Fair enough. Uh, it's a nice, fun, colourful game. I'll end up buying it. I'm going to play it i think because i i like katamari just lately i've been feeling like i want to play more like old school platform games yeah i mean uh, can you recommend any for what system anything anything that's that's really old school and maybe a bit nostalgic that's available for the current systems i'm thinking about that uh, monster boy game but that's very expensive isn't it yeah and because i have very fond memories of wonder boy in monsterland and i do play that Again, you yeah. know, every. Are you talking so about often. like old school style, or are you talking generally like older platformers? It can be old school style. I, I, I like the idea of maybe uh, a more modern. I thought version. you said you had Owlboy. I, I hear that's pretty good. Oh yeah, there you go. I can play that. There we I go. They had that. There Job we go. Done. done. Wow, thank you, Matt. Hey, I've played a bit of Owlboy. It's all right. I've, I rented it from the library. But, I'll probably take I, it with me to a store. But then next I stopped week. playing it. Yeah. Why? That's your one to do. 
as I am wont to do, I suppose. Because you like to pick up games, Tom Parry, rotate them in your hand, and then put them down again. <laughs> I, I know I play everything I purchase. You Matthew. do, but you, you play it for a couple of minutes and go, oh, I've seen enough of that. And, and then, then I come back, back to it later when I feel yeah, in the mood if you for feel, it. If you feel you're really into it. I haven't played Horizon Zero Dawn since the other week, no. maybe two weeks ago now. No. And I always feel like some games like that, they're really, you know, it's a big challenge. I'm a little intimidated by larger games yeah, like that. Um, that, oh, I've got to be playing this for an hour or so. I've got to really get into the mindset. And That's why I like Dragon Quest, actually, because it's, it's very familiar and I can pick it up and put it back down quite easily. Mm, I'm good at doing that. Yeah. Um, other than those previously mentioned games, the only thing I've been playing is a game called Cytus 2 for the... For the iPad. You know, that sounds like some sort of... Uh, it's not what it sounds like, No, is it? it isn't. Citus 2. Citus like spaceships two. shooter, yeah. is it? No? It's <laughs> a very futuristic rhythm game uh, that has a story to it. So not only is it a rhythm game, there's lots of like K and J-pop in it, as well as some like more techno-inspired and rock-inspired music. Mm. Uh, it's from a company called... Oh, what the bloody hell is the name? Arc... Uh, see, you making me open the Street Fighter EX thing. By the way, they didn't. Fighting Layer was the game I was thinking of for the arcade, and that came after the Street Fighter EX Yeah, I thought, it, I thought it did. Um, this game is developed by a company called Rayarch. Uh, not Treyarch. Not Treyarch. Uh, and Rayarch made, uh, among other things, obviously Cytus 1. But mm. the game of the, theirs that I was looking at is Voyez, is it? It's on the Switch. Mm. V-O-E-Z. Voyez. Yeah, um, Voyez. So a rhythm game on the Switch uh, that is apparently supposed to be okay. Um, I assumed Cytus was so Cytus Two was the better one of their games. So many games. I think you need people telling you what's worth playing nowadays because yes. they remain on the front of the eShop store for a little moment and then they just disappear and yeah. you don't really you don't tend to do like oh best rhythm game section so you no. just jump on it. Ooh. Rhythm game. To be honest with you, like playing games these days is very much feels like listening to music in the early two thousands. Mm. Is that there was so much in such an abundance mm. that you just needed to keep on top of things, and it's kind of exhausting. And it's why I it kind is. of burnt out in two thousand seventeen trying to play everything. Yeah, you just can't do it, can you? No, you can't. Um, but this game is very good. Um, I am not a very rhythmic person, I will say. Um, mm. But, however, I like the music. I'm playing it on easy and on uh, the like the regular mode I can just about manage. I think it would be better on a bigger touchscreen device than a phone because it gets very hectic at some points. And mm. I was like, oh, God, if I had a whole iPad screen... It looked cool. I think this would be a lot easier. Um, uh, it didn't look too complicated. Oh, it, get, it gets it? there. Oh, okay. But only if you dial the difficulty up, and you don't have to. Um, to progress just... the story and to unlock new songs, mm. your characters all have levels. Mm. I think it was like two quid to unlock the initial game, and that gives you four free characters. Mm-hmm. Um, there's one called oh, Puff, I think her name is. Uh, she's got a proper name, but her fans call her Puffs because there's a, a story to it all that takes place in, as if it was in a message board. Mm. Um, and there's her, and she's quite K-pop focused. There's a another girl streamer called Nico who plays like RPG style music. So some of them are very like epic Dragon Quest-y feeling things and then some of them are very retro inspired. And then there's another character called Robohead and it's all very techno kind of dubstepy, and I really like it and it makes mm. for fun playing actually because there's lots of like bo-wep, bo-wep, 
Touchscreen seems like a great way to play a rhythm game. Yes, it is. And so the aim of this game is essentially you have a white bar that is going from the top to bottom of the screen continuously, and then notes are appearing, and you're supposed to hit them in rhythm when they cross the white bar. Mm. So not only are you trying to like keep an eye on where everything is, but you're also trying to make sure you're hitting them in the right place on the metronome. Uh, it's pretty good. Uh, it's pretty addictive. Um, admittedly, like I said, because I'm not the most rhythmic of people, I can't really play it while I'm tired because I lose my concentration. Mm. But it's pretty fun. I really like the music. I've actually been listening to the music on Spotify when I'm not playing the game. So all in all, it's pretty good. Um, downloadable characters, though, are like eight quid. Oh, wow. Like, once you've done it. And it's admittedly you get... There's a lot of gameplay to be had for £2, so I don't really mind that much. Like, I've played it a good chunk of time it is my hey i'm catching the bus back mm, from mm. back from they're work. counting on people really getting sucked into it then well, i think they are more. and i you do interact with some of the other characters through the message board stuff yeah and so like you get an idea of them but also like there's one dude that's like super like kind of like new wave jazz stuff and there's one guy that's like full metal and so yeah. it's like okay if you're really into these things music as well then maybe it's worth spending the eight quid to play this because you get i think you get like 20 tracks per artist as well so it's not a small amount of songs you're getting for that money too and they're all made for the game so i do enjoy the the rhythm genre me too um Um, one that's worth playing if you haven't ever played it is fantasia on the xbox 360 even xbox one Disney Fantasia. Oh, with the Kinect. yeah, the you move your arms harmonics around. game. Yeah, that's wonderful. One of the best uh, rhythm experiences I I've ever I will probably pick tried. it up. It's quite cheap. Do you use your Kinect a lot? I do not have a Kinect for my <laughs> Xbox One. I don't it's know where my 360 connected. one is. No, my 360 one definitely isn't. My 360 is not connected. It's in a box somewhere. No. So 360, great console. Yeah, good console. God, Tom, that's a that's an outlandish opinion. I'm sure no one I will agree with you there. I read this online, you know, uh, that it was... It, it, it was a Xbox original uh, Twitter account who obviously favour that particular console, but saying that that generation was a disappointment. I think far from it. Yeah. That agreed. generation was actually super fantastic. Lost, Lots of games. Lost Planet in the year. That's all Lots I'm going to say. Fantastic games. I think I'm the only one who likes that original Lost Planet, but there we go. Hey, how about... Uh, the news about Metroid 4. That's a big story that we haven't touched on. I mean, we didn't, we didn't touch on a lot of things because we don't tend to cover news. But yeah, Metroid 4 has been uh, delayed. Um, Metroid Prime. Metroid Prime 4. It was being developed internally by Nintendo and they have come out and said they don't think it is to their quality yeah. level. Do you have any theories that maybe Retro weren't available when they wanted to go into production with this and now they've become available and they're like, hang on, we kind of like them to do it because we can see that they could do it better maybe um because why weren't they involved from the outset at least in some sort of i assume because they were making the donkey kong country port you think probably yeah maybe they're making on another donkey kong country game as well who knows yeah retro have sort of become uh, one of the premier nintendo uh, yes, they have. The, the first party Nintendo. No, what do you call that? Second party. I can't remember. Well, they're not even second party Nintendo, are they? Because no. they made Recore. They're an independent game studio. Oh. They're just interested with a lot of Nintendo franchises. I mean, same way Ubisoft made Rabbids. Ubisoft's yeah. no way affiliated with Nintendo beyond no. them putting games out on their consoles. No. They do a damn good job of working with Nintendo. Yeah, they do. To the results speaks themselves, don't they? They do. 
Uh, I don't know. It's um, going to be a better game because it's been delayed. Basically, is the story, isn't is it? Is what they're saying. Like, let's believe that when we see it. I don't think those Metro Prime games have aged very well, but I assume if you were retro and you've made those games, you probably knew where you wanted to take them on the next-gen hardware, mm. which would have at the time been the Wii, but they didn't even get a chance to they do that, do right? One. Oh, they did three, <laughs> yeah. yeah. They did, um, and that was successful. I felt like the emotion controls in Metro Prime 4 worked very well yeah, for the game. Yeah, three, you mean. Did I say you four? You said four, yeah. I meant three. You did. Um, There's too many. Yeah, there are. God, there we go. Just burn it down, Tom. Still need another Metro Prime. No, I, I'd i be very curious to see oh, where they take it now. They're doing. I heard that. They're bringing the first three over the Switch. Probably. I heard a rumour about I that. I don't know if it's surprised. confirmed rumour. I don't think it is. They're going to be like, oh, sorry, you're not getting Metroid Prime 4 this year. Here's the first three. Would but maybe sense. that was always the plan anyway. Yeah, I mean, to be I honest with you, it can only be a good thing, really, because A, it brings down that price of that Metroid Prime trilogy for Wii, Wii. down, yeah. which means also I don't feel conflicted about opening my sealed copy of that. So you could always have one. downloaded it digitally yeah, you on could the have. Wii U. Well, that yeah. was an option it, at the time. It is. I think it still is. I think it still is, because the, yeah. the Wii U store is still available. Yeah, it's just not the Wii one, unfortunately. Yeah, um, yeah let's see what happens. Uh, Activision are uh, in no longer doing anything with destiny either i don't know if did you we not this. say that last time uh no we didn't because it oh. happened last week i thought it happened the week before yeah oh, could who be knows who, yeah who it's knows? old it's old news anyway oh well they're gonna that was big story take it aren't they and go with it I'm now sure uh bungie they'll be fine who knows maybe it'll be a better game for they it they needed activision to launch they did yeah uh, destiny really and in the, on the scale it was launched and now they they've done that they don't necessarily need them anymore they've proved themselves yes uh regardless of what you think about Destiny now, if you're a bit fed up with it, it's still very popular. Yeah, let's see. I mean, still a you're lot still of people fed up play with that it. game. You, you can bring like it, it all the way around. You can play Anthem if you're fed up of uh, Destiny. No, I think Destiny's a much better game from what I've played. <gasps> oh, throw it out there. I, I think Destiny's a very good game. I just mm. think it's a lack of content that hindered me. That, mm. I don't know. I haven't seen anything in Anthem to make me think, wow, this is the best game I've ever played in the way I felt when I played that Destiny beat uh, a long long time ago a couple of things missed out saying was i played journey completed it this was like three weeks oh, yeah, ago now but true. i never said anything on yeah. the podcast good game that isn't it? it's a it's a great experience uh, and it, it, it can touch you in a way video games don't normally do yeah uh very artistically oh. put together uh a great experience everyone should try it's, it took me a very long time to get around to it but yeah. i'm glad i did so if you haven't done that yet worth probably playing, yeah, playing through and play through with a friend you can do as well can't you, you can get special achievement for that apparently i mean if that. you go through the whole game with someone else you know yeah you get an, get an achievement i think we got platinum for it and we didn't have to do that well, not sure maybe i'm mistaken maybe and also played a bit Titanfall 2 uh, multiplayer yeah on thursday i think i need a bit more time with it to be honest it's a good game uh, Tom. but i i i got to grips with it pretty quick i think uh my friend gareth was struggling a little bit with it because yeah. he got to think a little differently you than, do um he's not he had not played a single player though ah, okay so he was jumping straight into it without having that background yeah. so i think it's a game if you're just playing core duty you just have to adjust to it slightly but it's a nice spin on that and it does offer something a See, bit different i think the thing is for you guys you never really played call of duty advanced warfare we did did you how, the jumping. Yeah, do you not? How yeah. does he not adapt to that then? Because that game is a direct response to Titanfall, and it's exactly the same. I think there are other things sets. about Titanfall that are different, other than the sort of the verticality of it. I think there are other things to come to grips with, like 
how to best make use of the Titans yeah. is also something you've got to learn. It yeah, would that's seem. true. And in um, all fairness, you are playing this game two years after it's come out where everyone <laughs> yes. who's remained on is very fucking good at Titanfall. So That's it. Yeah. But uh, it's great. I like it. I'm glad Titanfall's about, out and about. It's but, a good game. Um, I really like that game. Yeah, so do I. Yeah. Okay, I guess that brings us to the end then, unless you've got any more. I no, I, th- I think I pulled everything out uh, that I had in, yeah. the, in the back. Got it all out. <laughs> I had a look okay. at it and uh, get, put, yeah, went through it all. Yeah, dusted um, it all off, put it, it back on the shelf, looked at it for those five seconds, and you put it away until yeah. you were ready to deal with it again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I put your red dead in your drawer today. I did really. Put it away for you. Good. I didn't think you'd be getting that out again it's, in a hurry. It's never coming out. Or maybe actually. it was just left out so you could like fling it out the window. I don't know. <laughs> Do <you> know <laughs> it's actually I I didn't put it in the drawer for the very reason that there yeah. are some games upstairs that are going to get sold. Oh, okay. Red Dead. I was, I was just trying to tidy up for you. No, Red Dead will be joining them eventually. <laughs> I think I'm, I have no intentions of ever playing that game again. And you've got that No Man's Sky disc lying around. I don't yeah, know. Is that got a box? It it does, but it's one of those ridiculous. Remember, I got the special oh, it's edition. A huge box. And so it's it's got a steel case, but it's kind of embedded into that box. Ah, so I need enough. to just bring that downstairs because yeah. it's upstairs somewhere in a box. You're not actively playing that then. No. I like that game a lot. I think it's a very important game. It's one of the most important games of this generation because it did was ambitious enough to try something completely different. And it did succeed, I think, in what it set out to do, but it didn't succeed in what people thought it was going no, to do. No, but and I mean, that's partially that's another, their own we've, fault. We've, we've, we've talked been about lot. No Man's Sky before. Yeah. They've introduced a lot of like uh, nautical stuff now, so you can get submarines, you can go underwater, which wow. is actually one of the reasons it's still by the PS4, because I want to actually good. pop that in that's and check good. it out, but I haven't got around to it. I found when I was playing that, I would play for a long time. I it love really that game. does get you. And I don't, as you know, and as listeners know, I don't tend to sit for hours on end and play video games. I spent about 50 hours playing that game. It's a long, long time. Still yeah. didn't make it into my top three PlayStation 4 games, though. I think it's, as I said before, an important PlayStation 4 game. Absolutely. And Xbox One game nowadays, well, isn't Im- it? important yeah. game for stop, I think. Yeah. Okay. Right. Cool. Yeah. Let's bring it to a close then. Uh, if you'd like the podcast, you can let us know in a variety of I places. I loved it. Thanks. On facebookcom <laughs> forward slash Tom and Matt Attack, on Twitter at TMACast or Tom Parry Eleven or at Game Boil for me respectively. Uh, you can like us in a variety of places with your listening ears for your pleasures. Mm, you can do that uh, at Tom and Matt Attack forward slash podcast, blastprocess.com, and also in iTunes and Stitcher. While you're in iTunes, why not give us a cheeky rate and subscribe? Let us know that you are listening. And now Tom Parry's going to dig out another Quality, quality street. street now. Go on, you can eat Quality Street. Right uh, but, on the mic. Right, what have we got to tell them though before you do that? Well, <laughs> game on, game Tom on. Parry. Um, it's very nice. Unprofessionalism. Yeah.